0: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeier, and also John Kegley, one of the original members of the show, is on with us today to break down this Thursday night football game tonight, but before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and I also write for the LA Football Network covering the Chargers, and we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly, and now this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, very excited to have you all in here today. A special thank you to everybody who is checking out the show for the first time tonight. And a special thank you to all of our loyal listeners, because we usually don't get to bring you a show on game day, but it's Thursday night football. The Chargers are on primetime television tonight against the Las Vegas Raiders, and you guys don't need any help getting up for Raiders week. I mean, no matter how you feel about draft position and all of those things, beating the Raiders is still the best thing you can do if you're the Chargers. I mean, at least the best feeling, I think, for most fans comes from beating the Raiders. So very excited to be here with you guys today. And we're going to be getting into our pregame show for this game, getting into our keys for success offensively and defensively. We'll go offense in the second segment, defense in the third segment, and then wrap the show up with our bold and game predictions. But we're going to start the show with the injury report. We have some game statuses. We know some players are out. We know some players are questionable and for the Chargers, much of their offense is showing up on this week's injury report, and many of them are questionable for tonight's game. So, let's go ahead and get into it. The Los Angeles Chargers are set to square off against the Las Vegas Raiders, and most of their starting offense could be out. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogmeyer, with your Locked On Chargers lead story. The Chargers have had some lengthy injury reports so far this year, but it's different this week because of Thursday night football tonight against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Chargers had a lot of players banged up and had to leave the game last week against the Falcons and many of those players are questionable for tonight's game, but we have some designations to share for you guys because now at this point of the week we have them and three of the biggest ones that stand out to me, David, are three of the best Chargers playmakers on the team. And that is Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and superstar wide receiver Keenan Allen. And it's very concerning to see all of these guys on the list, because even if a couple can play, it makes a big
1: difference. If all three can't play, that's a disaster. Absolutely a disaster. And Austin Eckler just getting back with Justin Herbert, that chemistry there has been very strong. I mean, Justin Herbert just. Is- targeted Austin Eckler nine-plus times in the three games that he has been back since injury. So he's a big safety valve for Justin Herbert, a very important guy. Mike Williams has been out a couple of games dealing with his own injury. If he's able to come back, that can bring that deep shot connection back. And Keenan Allen is simply one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and one of the best receivers on third down. He's a guy that helps keep the chain moving. He's been the best at that for the past three years. So it's very important that Keenan Allen's able to go out there. And if they're not, and if they're limited, you're going to have to see guys like Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson step up again. And you might see some guys from the practice squad get called up as well you
0: might have to, especially with how many players we don't know if they will play or not tonight. So I do think we could see some transactions today for this team to be able to field a team on Thursday night football tonight. But Not only are those two young wide receivers going to have to step up, but it could be the Kalen Balazs show as well if Austin Eckler isn't able to go. That obviously takes a lot away from the Chargers offense. Kalen Balaj has been decent. They'll need a big game from him against a pretty porous Las Vegas Raiders defense, but that isn't where the injury news stops for the Chargers because they already know they're going to be missing right tackle Brian Bulaga, who had to leave the last game with a concussion Now, he has not been able to clear concussion protocols during this short amount of time. They will get Trey Turner, their right guard, back after he had to leave last week, but that's a big blow for the offensive line. And David, the defense has been affected as well because there are several players who we don't know if they're going to be on the field tonight.
1: You're absolutely right, Daniel. And, I mean, Brian Bulaga, it's been unfortunate. You know, the Chargers brought him in, signed him to a three-year deal, and he has really been hampered by injuries most of the year. And this is going to be another game that he is going to miss out on. And so you're probably going to see Storm Norton out there again at right tackle. And then, yeah, on the defensive side, a couple of guys that are are that are doubtful for this game, Nazir Adderley and Denzel Perriman. Denzel Perriman is not really a, as big of a, a Loss as far as this game is concerned, because he's missed the last couple of games, and Nick Vigil and Kenneth Murray, the rookie, have stepped up and played fairly well in his absence. But the bigger injury here is with Nazir Adley, because he was there starting free safety, and now you're probably going to have to see some guys shift around. More than likely, Rayshon Jenkins will go back to free safety, and you'll see. Jalila die come in and play strong safety. So, it's going to be a little bit of a mix-up. Then you go to their second best pass rusher in New and Nwosu who is questionable for this game with a back and shoulder injury. It's very important that he gets out there and he's able to play because the Chargers need to see what they have in him and it'll take some pressure off of Joey Bosa. Especially because the last time these
0: two teams matched up, the Chargers did not get a lot of pressure and we'll see if Storm Norton can continue with an offensive line who had a decent performance last week against the Falcons. And if they are able to do that, it's going to do great things for the Chargers offense. But a lot of guys' status still up in the air. If the Chargers could have most of these guys play in tonight's game, I think they have a good shot. But if all of the players that are questionable for the Chargers are not able to go tonight, their chances, I think, would dwindle dramatically. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have to get into our keys for success. And we're going to start with the offensive side of the ball and talk about what the Chargers have to do better than they did in the last game against the Raiders this week on Thursday Night Football coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, if you guys need to break through the wall at the end of your day there's only one way to do it and that is doing it with built go from the creators of built bar the best protein bar in the world they bring you built go which is an energy supplement that's kind of like an energy drink but with way less sugar they're easy to take in one and a half ounce packages and built go is the best workout gel on the market it's like a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling plus it's natural so it's better for the body it also uses collagen which promotes joints Soft tissue, hair, and skin health. the stuff literally makes you look better. And you guys can go to BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED, all caps, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, it's time to get into our keys for success. And these games are always interesting, John, because you've had a chance to see what this game would play out like earlier on in the season when these two teams matched up. Obviously, that was the game which the Chargers had a couple of chances at the in the end zone on fades to Mike Williams and Donald Barham. Neither one of them were able to come away with it, and the Chargers, of course, thought that they had gotten a win for a second, all the players were celebrating, and then had it taken away from them. But the point of this is just basically, we've seen what the Chargers have struggled against with the Raiders. Obviously, if you get a touchdown there, your 30-plus points, it looks like a pretty good Offensive performance, but now that you've seen the first time these two teams have matched up, what is your first key for success for the Chargers' offense that you want to see them act on in the game?
2: Well, I would have to say, first off, you gotta have like a a team key for success, which is not beating yourself, which is sure. what you did against the Raiders. You missed a field goal, and then you muffed a punt, and both opportunities were points. That were, it could have been either on the board or off the board because the missed field goal is three points on the board, and then that muff punt was points for the Raiders, which would have yep. meant that touchdown that you dropped at the end wouldn't have been a situation to even talk about because it would have been whether Badgley makes a field goal at the end. Just stuff like that. You literally just beat yourself in that game. But offensively, you, I think you got to do a lot more attacking than you did against the Falcons. You, yeah. you got to take your shots this time. You got to, what you did to Tyrone Johnson, the very last drive to get the, into field goal range, more of those kind of plays. When you play against the Raiders, you got to take your deep shots. You got to be aggressive and you got to keep them on their heels. The Jets were doing it and it was working. <laughs> of course, you yeah. know, the Jets defense is what cost them that game, not the Jets offense really. Oh, uh, the Jets should have won that game. Yeah. That was so crazy. Oh, without a doubt. But you know, the tank defense, defense is what lost in that game. The Jets' offense was attacking, being aggressive, and taking their shots when they needed to, and it kept them in the game. Chargers need to do the same thing, especially with Herbert, who threw over three hundred yards last time, and then the last few games he hasn't really thrown for a lot. You got to get Herbert back on track at throwing for over three hundred yards and taking the big shot.
0: Yeah, I mean it has to be more explosive than it was last week. Last week the biggest play was that twenty-five yard gain. Before that, it was like a 15-yard gain. The Chargers have to take advantage of a terrible Raiders secondary that has gotten abused by most of the teams that they played against, but the Chargers the last couple weeks haven't really taken all of the advantages they should have, but I also think that you have to be able to adjust to the personnel that is going to be out there. If you don't have Keenan Allen, if you don't have Mike Williams, you are going to need to see a lot more of those crossing routes either way with a guy like Tyron Johnson, but If it's Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton out there, you're going to need to see even more than that because those guys aren't going to be able to run the same routes that a guy like Keenan Allen is going to, and that means you would also have to change a little bit up with your offense. You're going much more you know, run-heavy, big play action, taking deep shots. They have to be able to use the players that they have effectively, and that hasn't always been something that they've done super well with so far this season. So I absolutely think the Chargers need to find those explosive plays in this one because When is the last time they really had a game where they had a lot of explosive plays? Even in the games they've won, it wasn't because of, you know, huge explosive plays. I mean, Mike Williams gets a catch and breakaway against the Jets. I mean, they haven't been that team for a long time, David. I do think they need to find that this week. But what's your first key for success for the Chargers offense?
1: Mix in the running game. There's going to be a big opportunity to run the football against this Raiders defense. They have been really, really bad, especially in their last game against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they give up over 212 yards and two touchdowns on the ground and like 150 of that was to the rookie I mean man that he ran all over the Raiders and you know you should be able to mix in the running game it'll help you set up those deep shots that you want to take that you should get back to taking I agree with John 100 percent but the running game is going to be there so Justin Jackson Austin Eckler whoever's running the football out there you need to find some creases and make this team pay because they are susceptible to giving up big gashing runs on the ground. And that's the one thing we didn't see a lot of last week were just
0: the really big runs. Austin Eckler, you know, did the most with his carries. It seemed like he was always getting five, six, seven, eight yards. He did have a 13-yard run. That was the longest of the game. But it can be more than that. You could break off a 40-yard run against this team. You could break off a 50-yard run against this team the Chargers have to be able to find big plays not just in the passing game but in the running game and for the running game specifically I want them to be efficient they averaged 4.1 yards per carry in the last time and I want them to do it creatively I want them to use those jet sweeps get different guys the ball in space I mean we have seen them run that motion so many times John and we just haven't seen them actually hand that ball off in a very very long time this Raiders defense it can be weak on the outside it could be an area that you decide to exploit I think if you're just trying to run behind your center you're doing yourself a disservice but I think this is more just what we want to see from the play calling in general I mean you don't want to see every third and one turn into a running a halfback dive and we saw that bite them in the ass again last week so I think the running game has to be efficient I think it has to be creative and I think the game plan in general has to be more creative than the stagnant offense we've seen in weeks past.
2: Well, and the last time you played the Raiders was Kalen Villages coming out party, really. That was when we're like, oh, yep. my God, we actually have a good running back on the practice squad? Look at this guy. And now we're begging for it to be him with Eckler as the starting running backs. Now it's time to show it again. The first time it was basically like getting him in. We This is what we think we know about him. Now you know what he does. Use him effectively this week use his power running game let use the north and south running that he has against the Raiders while well, Eckler does what he does best which is run like ice you know you're slippery hard to tackle you can use that one-two punch it's kind of like that LT Darren Sproles kind of thing but I would say the one key here would be you got to get a third running back involved whether it's a Justin Jackson a Joshua Kelly whatever you need to get a third back involved someone that can really give you that third punch of a different style of running the ball. The the one key to that is gonna be don't do the same exact play with every running back. If if you're gonna run up the middle of Caleb Balage, don't do it with Justin Jackson or Troy Main Pope or whoever the other guy's gonna be.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the more guys that get involved the better. I mean I think if you keep throwing different looks out there it can help you, but obviously it always starts up front with the offensive line. And David there's really no excuse for this offensive line to have a bad game. I mean, the Raiders give up a lot of rushing yards. The Raiders also don't rush the passer particularly well. And yeah, in the last game, they only had two sacks, but it did feel like there was pressure in Justin Herbert's face a lot in that matchup. So for me, I'm trying to see the offensive line build on a strong game last week. I mean, you know, with their standards, you know, the bar is not set very high there, but I do want to see the Chargers build on that performance. I want to see this offensive line be able to give Herbert as much time as he had last week when he was dumping off after going through some progressions. I want to see them succeed this week because really we all know if the Chargers offensive line plays good, they're going to have a really, really good shot to win.
1: Yeah. And one of the Raiders best pass rushers, Cleveland Farrell is going to be out for this game. He's not going to be playing. So there's not a lot of firepower, not a lot of firepower in the pass rushing department to begin with for the Raiders, but now they have even less and you said they were bad. They're, Really bad. They only have 15 sacks on the year, which is 30th in the league. They do not get after the quarterback at all. And you but know the my... one
0: guy too is Max Crosby, who has six of those 15 sacks. So it's like put special attention towards him. You know what I mean? Like you know their Absolutely. best option
1: there. Yeah, exactly. Know who it is. Know that that's that's the guy, right? Now everybody knows that Joey Bosa is the guy for the Chargers. That is the guy for the Raiders. Stop him. Double him chip him, make him uh, incredibly uncomfortable and frustrated this entire game. But my next key for success is, you know, in case, you know, you you do have some injuries with your wide receivers, I want to see some some more two tight end sets. i like to see Donald Parham get more uh, involved in this. We saw some glimpses, some flashes of him as a pass catcher. I think there's opportunities against this secondary to get yards over the middle of the field. So i like to see Hunter Henry and, and Donald Parham on the field at the same time wreaking havoc. Yeah, I like that, too. I do think that's something
0: that could actually work for success. I mean, the Raiders linebackers aren't great either, especially in coverage. So, I mean, there's definitely places the Chargers could exploit in this game. And really, what it comes down to me is, can you actually, you know, do the things that you should be able to do? Last, You always have gone up against bad rushing defenses, and then they still aren't able to run the ball explosively or effectively. They've gone up against bad secondary and bad pass rushes. And yet, these pass rushers are having career days against them, and the Chargers aren't able to get anything going through the air. And then, the last thing I would say is just what is the thing that has been hurting you is not being able to show up with stunts and things on the offensive line, not being ready for the blitz. Again, this week, that is something you're going to have to be ready for. You're going to have to plan accordingly, you're going to have to have hot routes run screen passes and stuff, but that can't be your whole offense. You have to be able to let Justin Herbert use that big arm, and I think that's going to be so important for the Chargers. Right, if you want to
1: use the screens to slow slow things down, then do it, but don't make it your entire offense. Please mix in the deep shots. we got to see it. Yeah, I mean, that's it opens up so
0: much else. If teams are afraid that you're going to go deep on them, I don't think that teams are necessarily afraid of that from this Chargers offense right now. But we do have a whole other side of the ball to get into because we do have to talk about the defensive side of the ball and get into our bold end game predictions coming up right after this. But first, this football season will be different. Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. I mean, I don't need to tell you guys to get excited tonight because it's Raiders versus Chargers. If you can't get up for this, I would question your Chargers fandom because this is the rivalry game of all rivalry games. And Pepsi will rivalry games and pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers these passionate fans are the real generational talent that pepsi fuels because pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it's made for those who watch it pepsi made for football watching all right guys well it's time to get into our last segment before the chargers kick off tonight Against the Las Vegas Raiders. Super excited to be here for this kind of a pregame show with you guys on a Thursday instead of our normal crossover Thursdays. And now it's time to get into our keys for the Chargers defense because. The Chargers defense is coming off of one of their better games of the season. I mean, they created three turnovers last week. They held a second half, a shutout in that game. The Chargers defense made plays last week, and now they're going to have to make plays this week against a team where they didn't really stop them as much as you would like them to, and there was a couple of key things that were the reason why the Chargers struggled so much in that game, because they didn't really put up a lot of impressive numbers, the Raiders did, but they put up more points at the end of the game, David, and really, That's all that matters. So when you're looking for the Chargers keys for their defense, I think it has to start with the running game because we knew the Chargers were going to get bullied last time against the Raiders. It ended up being the Chargers getting run on for 160 yards at a 6.2 yard per carry average. And a lot of that was coming on the edge of the Chargers defense. It was Jerry Tillery getting his first start at defensive end. He kept getting abused in that area of the game. They were letting Devontae Booker get on the outside, especially that first big walk-in touchdown that they gave up and David I don't think it's you know saying too much to say that this game could rely on how the Chargers stop the Raiders running the football
1: well they base everything they do off of running the football Daniel I mean it's something they want to do I mean John Gruden wants to establish the run game so that they can make those deep shots more effective and they do that extremely well don't get beat deep I mean that's one of my keys for success on the defensive side don't let Dan Waller and don't let Nelson Aguilar you know, run and gallop up the field and get loose. Derek Carr is really good at throwing the deep ball. He's a 117.6 passer rating on the deep passes, and the Chargers are not good against the deep pass. They've allowed 766 yards on deep passes, which is the second most in the NFL. Strength versus weakness here, Daniel, and it's something you have to expect that the Raiders are going to toss it up. They did it a couple of times in the first matchup with good success, and I'm sure they're going to look to do it again. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's going to have to do with how well Rayshon Jenkins
0: can play on the back end as well with him playing at free safety probably in this game. He got to a deep pass last week. It wasn't a great football. I mean, Matt Ryan really just chucked it up. But in that last game, it wasn't just two big plays, a 47-yard play to Nelson Aguilar over Casey Hayward and a 53-yard play to Hunter Renfro over Casey Hayward so both plays were over Casey Hayward in that game you know they're going to try to target it again be ready for it and I think a lot of this is going to have to do with if Jaleel Adai is going to play well in this game John because it does not look like Nazir Adderley is going to be able to play at this point I feel fine about Rayshon Jenkins going back to free safety I'm a little bit worried about Jaleel Adai on a full-time basis being this team's strong safety again I know that He made a good play last week, but there's still a lot of memories I have when things weren't so great for Jaleel Adai. So him at strong safety the last time he was with the Chargers was okay. It's been a long time since then. So that is one matchup I think is big in this game is how well can Jaleel Adai play against this running game and this passing attack?
2: That is a big question. And I think it's also a big question of is he going to be able to cover Darren Waller if he comes out? of say like a play action type play is a guy gonna be able to sniff sure. that out really quick because Darren Waller has been on a kind of a tear the past like four games he's had at least 75 yards in three of the past four games including a 200 yard game against the Jets he has the Jets but still 200 yards by a tight end that that's a lot
0: <laughs> the Chargers don't really have a good matchup for him maybe Michael Davis that's honestly I mean maybe that maybe that's your best chance <laughs>
2: Maybe, but even then. I mean,
0: yeah, he made a play in the last game on him, what I can remember, and there's no Henry Ruggs in this game.
2: Yeah, like maybe, but I mean, even Nelson Aguilar is still a deep shot for the Raiders, yep. and you got to have Michael Davis to cover that. Hunter Renfro is going to be that guy that can just catch a ball and turn a six yard catch into a touchdown against the Chargers. That's what he's always done. He just catches short passes and turns them into big yards with the Chargers struggling to tackle, which is also. Ajaliela die thing, is a die gonna run up and tackle Renfro or he's gonna throw himself into him and let him bounce off and keep running, you know. A die may sure. have made that one good play against the Falcons, but a broken clock is right twice a day. It doesn't make him a much success story. It just means he made one good play. He needs to do it more often if you wanna feel com- comfortable watching a die start. So I think you make a key point of that being something you gotta watch. But I think another thing you gotta be able to watch is what are we gonna do pass rush wise? Is is Jerry yep. Tillery going to be your guy? Is, is mm. who, who's, Are they going to do something with uh, Joey Bosa switching sides with Isaac Rochelle again?
0: What are you going to have? We don't know if Nwosu's playing either.
2: Yeah, what are you going to do pass rush wise this week? you got to be in Carr's face. That is the offense, really. If, you, if they're running the ball on you, but somehow Derek Carr has pressured his face and throws an interception in the red zone, there goes the Raiders' drive. The Raiders have been doing that quite a few times this year where they get all the way down the field, but then Carr messes it up in the red zone you got to find a way to get to car, or else he's just going to beat you every time in the red zone.
0: Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And I think another thing that I want to add just to the whole who matches up with who situation, I could see a scenario in which you have Rayshon Jenkins helping over the top of – nelson aglor because he's already burned you once you have him there the hunter Renfro one was more of a scramble you know backyard play where Derek carr just had a ton of time and he just made a good second move to get past the end of the defense but you put rayshon jenkins over the top on nelson Aguilar's side you have michael davis matched up with darren waller i think that could work to some extent right i mean you'd have some help over the top you have your best cover corner basically against their best receiver, right? And so I do think there's some sense that could be made there, but I think as well as getting to Derek Carr, David, which I think is super important, they had one sack for five yards lost in the last game. When you get there, strip the ball out of his tiny little hands, his tiny little baby hands. So Derek Carr has little baby hands, and he can't really hold on to the football. So I think they have to get great pressure. Once they get there, as Joey Bosa has talked about, they have to be able to turn that into
1: a big play, into a huge play, and get the ball out. Yeah, that was one of my keys for for success as well, Daniel, is – Keep those turnovers going. I mean, when you you turn the football over and you give it back to your offense, it increases your ability to win a football game like 15-fold. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's game-changing plays like that. There are going to be opportunities, too. Like I said on the crossover episode yesterday... Excuse me. Like I said on the crossover episode, Derek Carr has given the ball up seven times in the last three games, whether that be fumble or interception. So there's going to be opportunities. He is going to make some questionable throws. He is, does have small hands, and it is easy to knock the ball out. He fumbles more than most quarterbacks in the NFL. So when you get those opportunities, you have to keep making the most of them because obviously it helps you win football games. We've seen it. Nine and one eighths inches. Justin Herbert would
0: never. All right, well, another thing I want to touch on here besides Derek Carr's baby hands is I think going along with the pass rush thing that you talked about, John, I think knocking them off of their routine is going to be huge. You know, John, John Gruden knows what he wants to do. He has a plan. He does it very methodically with his play calling. And I think like we've seen with some other teams, the Chargers have been able to do this too. And what teams have done to the Chargers is, hey, if you can get – a negative four-yard loss on a run on first down, if you can knock them off on down and distance-wise, it can set them apart. It makes Derek Carr hold onto the ball a little bit longer. It makes them get out of their comfort zone because they like to be a team that leans on you and sets up favor- favorable third and two situations, second and five situations. So I think getting sacks and also you know finding a way to cause some negative plays would be very detrimental to a banged-up Raiders offense.
2: It definitely would, but... I- one of my keys was something along those lines, but it was more of, more of an offensive key, I would say. Still, but it's to get, not
0: let that happen to you. <laughs> it was more of
2: getting out to a quick lead and making the Raiders de- offense one dimensional. Really, even if it, but it could sure. also be a defensive key. Because if you get a pick six after the Chargers score a touchdown, and all of a sudden it's a fourteen nothing game, is it still early? Probably, yeah. But you're on your way to making it to where the Raiders are now one dimensional, and they're gonna have to pass it a lot. And you take the running game out of the equation, really, which is also getting John Gruden out of his play-calling zone, because now he has to pass, pass, pass. He can't set up a lot of stuff. So I agree with that. There's right. two ways to go with that, too, getting a four-yard loss or even forcing a holding call. If you're Joey Bosa, yep. you're forcing the Raiders' offensive line to hold you. Hey, first a first-and-ten player that gains seven yards, at second-and-three, now it's first-and-twenty. It's a defensive play without yeah. making a defensive play, really. It's the, what it's would huge. you call it? It's a ghost sack, really. <laughs> I used to call it, every yep. time Joey Bosa forced a holding call back in uh, the Qualcomm days, I used to look at my friend and go, that's a ghost sack, and we'd high-five. <laughs> I miss those yep. days, but mm-hmm. you've got to force the Raiders to be uncomfortable with play calling, and whether it's the offense is forcing it or the defense is forcing it. Just get them out of that and make them one-dimensional.
0: Absolutely, and holding calls are devastating, to offensive possessions, right? Ten yards is a lot to lose. You lose ten yards on second Just and ask seven. Herbert. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how, we've seen it happen to the Chargers a thousand times. Usually it's them having themselves, you know, something blow up in their face. They're usually getting weirder calls than holding calls. It's like a, you know, chop block, illegal, two-man block, whatever it is. I mean, that. They're terrible at doing those things, but you can do that to another team in this game and kind of, you know, self-destruct them because they're getting out and doing things that they don't want to do. And if you get them in those situations, if you get them to third and long, you better get off the field defensively because if you don't, there's really no chance for you to get, you know, to slow down a Raiders offense that can still put up points on you if you let them do what they want to do. But we do need to get into our bold and game predictions. So, David, I'll start with you. I think I did John first last week. Where are you starting with your bowl prediction for Thursday night football
1: tonight? So I talked about the backup tight end, Donald Parham. I think this is a revenge game for him. I know that he had an opportunity to win the football game for the Chargers in the first matchup, and I think he's going to come back with a vengeance in this one. I'm going Donald Parham two touchdowns in this game. Oh, wow, I love that. I mean, seeing him get more
0: involved in the Chargers offense, I think, means a lot short-term and long-term as far as what you can count on him for going forward after this season where you have Hunter Henry headed into unrestricted free agency. So I think that would be huge. John, where are you going this week with your ball prediction, you crazy bastard?
2: (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) go defensively, and I'm going to say the Chargers hold Darren Waller to under 50 receiving yards and no touchdowns this week.
0: Dang. I, w- I mean, I think that would be huge for the Chargers defense. I think right now he is their biggest, most consistent weapon. I mean, Josh Jacobs against the Chargers, that's obviously a good matchup for them. But Darren Waller, week in, week out, is a guy who's super consistent and is a game-changing player when he's having one of those nights where he's going to get 13 receptions. So I think that would be huge for me. I'm going to look at the Chargers' running game to get going in this one. I think we saw them get a little bit of something going last time, and we saw Kalen Balaj have a lot of success against this team the last time these two teams squared off. Where this Raiders defense is at, I think they're going to be very aggressive with Rod Marinelli to start off. They're going to try to make a statement. And we've seen the Chargers make teams pay for some blitzes when they run the football well and some little delays and things like that. I think the Chargers' running backs after having a, you know a few down games are going to put up a buck 50 and put up three rushing touchdowns against a team that has given up the most rushing touchdowns in the league so let's get to our game predictions i have said before that i'm not picking the chargers to win am i gonna go back on that on thursday night football i said if it's a divisional game i have to see them do it first who do i want to go to first john i mean we know most of the you know all-time series notes on this one. I'm sure you still have some notes you want to get in here, but how are you feeling about the Chargers in a primetime game on Thursday night?
2: Uh, not too good, not too good. I, I can't trust this coaching staff with a divisional game. It's it's really hard. <laughs> I, I really want to pick the Chargers to win this game just because the Raiders have been kind of on a downfall and the Raiders don't really seem like they're into it anymore. I feel like they're even losing confidence in themselves. Like they're still technically in the playoff race, but I feel like they don't even think they're in the playoff race. And I wanna pick the Chargers to eliminate them from the playoffs contention just like in two thousand eleven when we were watching all the fans crying and leaving the stadium. Uh we can't watch the fans leave the stadium, but we can still watch the Raiders cry. I mean Derek Carr can cry. <laughs> but uh I don't feel good about it. I feel the Raiders have lost have won. Sorry. The Raiders have won The last three games against the Chargers, I felt like they're going to win this one again. I'm going to go Raiders 27, Chargers 24.
0: Well, I think David Drogmeier has the best chance to pick the Chargers to win this game. I'm going to stick to what I've said before, and that is for the Chargers to have me pick them for a divisional game. I have to see them win one, win nine in their last nine divisional games. This is a matchup. David, that the chargers absolutely should win on Thursday night football. If we see some guys out there, I mean, this is a hard game to make predictions on because as we're recording this, we don't know if Keenan Allen's going to play. We don't know if Austin Eckler is going to play. We don't know if Mike Williams is going to play, you know, so it's tough right now. I'm going to stick to what I've been saying though. I need the chargers to prove it to me first. I think this is another close game towards the end of the game. We'll see who makes the bigger plays. I have the Raiders winning in this one, a little bit higher score, 33-28. 33-28. to 28. David, what do you think is going to happen? I have a feeling you're going to send us off on a positive note and give the people something to root for tonight on Thursday Night Football.
1: Well, the Chargers are in Vegas, and I am feeling lucky. The Chargers have, have the momentum going <laughs> right now. And I'm feeling good. I'm going to throw the dice. I'm feeling really strong about it. I think the Chargers are actually going to beat the Raiders. They're going to get their first AFC West win in the last two seasons. And they're going to do it in convincing fashion on Thursday Night Football. I'm going 34-21 Chargers win.
0: That would be great. I mean, I think if that happens, the defense shows up and the offense shows up. All I really hope for is that Justin Herbert passes Baker Mayfield in the all-time rookie passing touchdown record tonight on primetime football. The record is 27. He needs two more tonight to be in the record books for all time. So I hopefully Justin Herbert can do that. Hopefully we get to be back with you guys on a Friday with a victory Friday show. And the last time we had a victory Friday show after the Chiefs two-point conversion game. With Mike Williams in the back corner of the end zone so we're sending all of those vibes out there tonight and hopefully the Chargers can get things done and we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with a very exciting show so until then make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC and to like the Facebook page Lockdown Chargers as well as subscribing to us Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the Locked on Chargers podcast there. If you guys want to get your reactions in after this game or your questions, the number is 323-524-7924 for the Locked on Chargers voicemail line. But that's going to do it for today's show. Have fun tonight, guys. Hopefully the Chargers can get this thing done. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.